Now, wow. I record these meetings and the thing actually talked back to me just now and told me it's being recorded. Can everybody hear me okay? If you can hear me okay, give me a thumbs up. All right. With that being said, we've been dealing on Tuesday nights with the Feast of the Lord. And I've been dealing in our local fellowship and, and on uh, Facebook with the revelation of Jesus Christ. And they all overlap because they're in him. Everything we're looking at is in Christ Jesus. And that's where we are at is in Christ Jesus. So, so in Hebrews 9, I mentioned this this morning. Uh, and if you listen to the recording on Facebook, you're going to get at least part of it again, but that's okay. In Hebrews 9, verse 22, the Bible says, and according to the law, one may almost say, all things are cleansed with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Therefore, it was necessary for the copies of the things in the heavens to be cleansed with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor was it that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the holy place year by year with blood that is not his own, Otherwise, he would have needed to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now once at the end or the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested, put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And inasmuch as it's appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment, so Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. All right. Now, in keeping the thought in accordance to atonement, if you read the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews is about, about the high priest, okay? Many people read this scripture without the thought of the high priest at all. You know, and they focus in on he shall appear the second time. And of course, that's a doctrinal teaching about his second appearing or second coming. And we're going to get out of the doctrinal teaching and we're going to look at the reality that's in Christ. That's what we're going to do. So here in Hebrews 9, like I said, he's dealing with the high priest. And he enters heaven itself to appear. Notice this, to appear in the presence of God for us. If you read the King James Version, there's three times it mentions appear in this. In the New American Standard where I read, one of those times it, 
interprets the word manifest. But here he appears in the presence of God for us. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. This, you know, I've read this and read this and read this. And the Lord just, boom, expounded this in my heart in a greater way than I've ever seen. So this word here, appear in the presence of God for us, is a word in your Bible, Strong's number 1718. I'll try to pronounce it. It's probably laughable. In Fanazo. And it means appear, declare plainly, inform, disclose. So Jesus discloses himself in God's presence for us. The word for us means on our behalf. Okay. So if we can get a hold of this, and this is where a lot of Christians, there's a lot I want to, to say here. A lot of Christians struggle with acceptance with God. Am I accepted? You know, I've received the Lord, but am I accepted with God? Here's how accepted with God you really are. He appears in the presence of God on your behalf. Now that's acceptance. Okay. Now there's a catch here. Now I'm going to cut straight to the catch. And then, so this is a little bit different than the way I shared it before, because there's a catch here. There's a catch here that Christians don't see much of the time. And what that catch is, is we appear in him. Okay. Like here, here going into this scripture, Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. So a lot of Christians get a hold of the blood that Jesus forgave me for my sins. But now their view of salvation is separate from him. You have Jesus being accepted of God, and we being accepted of God separately. And there's a big problem with that. This is why in your soul, sometimes, or our souls, we don't feel accepted. Because we're not separate from him. It's not Jesus and me separate. It's just him. Say that again. It's not Jesus and me separate. It's just him. And that's, that's the issue that 
a lot of teaching, a lot of belief systems have to get over because they're looking for themselves. And they'll never find the fullness of God in themselves. It was never intended that way. And it's such a big issue in the church. It's, it's not just in the rapture, folks. It comes over into the kingdom, folks. It comes over into all kinds of folks because we begin to look at the wrong man. We begin to look at ourselves for perfection. And, and in that, we, we don't find perfection. We don't find it. Because our expectation is in the wrong man. See, the, the gospel is he died and we died with him. He was buried and we were buried with him. He rose from the dead and we are raised in him. That's the truth of the gospel. Our resurrection is not separate than his. And that's hard for people to get a hold of. That's what he said to Martha. I am the resurrection and the life. So my resurrection from the dead is Christ. That's how I'm raised from the dead. I can't raise from the dead any other way. And see, the concept that's in Christianity is Jesus raised from the dead, and someday he's going to raise me from the dead. And we're going to go live with Jesus. Now, that's, that's being blunt, guys. That's the concept of Christianity. Or the other concept is we're going to become super saints like Jesus. And I don't believe either one of the concepts are right. Now, this is just me being honest with you. The truth is he raises us in his life. Okay, that's the resurrection, is that you're raised up in his life to manifest him in the earth. Not to be a super saint, but to be an expression of the very life of God that's in you. And that's the difference, is you're joined to him. So back into Hebrews 9, he appears in the presence of God. What does that mean? That's our judgment. I mean, this would clear a lot of things up in our hearts if we get a hold of this. He appears in the presence of God on our behalf, so as God sees him complete, as God sees him full, as God sees him whole, that's how. God sees us. The catch is that's not how we see ourselves. <laughs> and that's why he has to appear in us. See, see, you look at the one appearing, he appears in God complete. He's finished the work. He ascended back to God in a complete work. He has nothing else to do. Sat down at the right hand waiting Till his enemies be made his footstool and, 
and I'll leave that alone because I'll want to go chase that rabbit. But he is complete. The word did everything it was supposed to. And when I say the word, I'm talking about Christ. He came out of God, came into the earth, and finished the work that God gave him to do. And he said, Father, glorify me with thine own self with the glory that I have with thee before the world was. And that happened. He went back into the presence of God in a finished work. It's as finished as it's ever going to be. Already done, complete, fully finished. Now this second time appearing. So let's just jump through these. He appears in the presence of God, nor back in verse 25, nor was it that he would offer himself often as the high priest enters the holy place year by year with the blood that is not his own. Otherwise, he would have needed to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now once at the consummation of the ages or the end of the age, when the ages were complete, he was manifested. See, at John's baptism, he was revealed. He was called the Christ the son of the living God, to Israel. So to, to Jerusalem, to Judah. John was baptizing in water, and a voice said, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. So he was revealed unto Israel at John's baptism. Then he was manifested. See, he wasn't just revealed. He wasn't just declared the son of God. Then he was manifested in power that he was the Son of God. He healed the sick, raised the dead, did, it, did everything the prophets declared he would do. And he suffered on the cross. Okay? So he manifested or appeared at the end of the world. King James says at the end of the world. That world ended right there. Completed. Because the, the, con the consummation of that world was Christ. First appearing. And he took the sin upon himself. That's why the writer says he, he was manifested and put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And inasmuch as it's appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment, so Christ also having been offered once to bear the sins of many. So he becomes my judgment for sin. This is where God judged me and you for sin, is in the Lord Jesus. I'm judged in his death. He laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Now, if I can get a hold of that, that's good news. Because he's my judgment of sin. 
All right. He's also my judgment of life. <laughs> that's, that's what's so powerful in this, in this is that he himself is the judgment. You know, after this is the judgment. It's appointed to man to die, so Christ died. He became the appointment of death for man to bear the sins of many. And he did that. That's what he did at the end of the world. That's why the world ended, because it was done. It was complete. He bore the sin. Everything that the old declared, he did it. He was the priest of it, the sacrifice of it, the altar of it. We can go on and on. It all finds fulfillment in him. And he did it. <laughs> now, to appear a second time without sin unto salvation. Now, this word, I, I, I think I mentioned this. These are three different words for appear here. They're not the same word. Now, they have similar meanings, but they're not the same identical Greek word. I gave you the first one in, in, in Phenazo, 1718. The second one that he appeared at the end of the world is Phenero, which means to manifest or render apparent. He rendered himself apparent as the fulfillment for sin once in the end of the age, coming in the volume of the book, a body prepared for death. He rendered that apparent because he died and was buried and rose again and revealed himself after death, made it apparent to those disciples that he had actually done what he said, what the Bible said. He made it apparent, honey. Okay? Now he that made it apparent shall appear a second time for salvation. For those who look for it. Okay? Now what does that mean? Well, let's, let's dig into the word a little bit. He appears the second time unto salvation. This is a word... 3708, and according to which translation you look at, if you look at King James, it's a word, optinome, which is dealing with optical, your eyesight. Or if you look at the New American Standard, it, it is horeo. And they both are similar words, okay? So we'll leave that alone. But what this word means, one of the definitions is properly see, often with a metaphorical meaning, to see with the mind, spiritually see. Perceive with inward perception. So to make visible, make clear, make known. So when you see him, by the Spirit, this is made known, what he's done. His acceptance in God is made known. You're being free from sin is made known. But there's a greater understanding 
than just being free from sin. That you're alive in him or he's living in you. That's the greater understanding. He is my life. I live by him. I don't have a life of my own here. But the life that I have is the Lord of glory. Now, that's what this is dealing with in Hebrews 9. Him appearing unto salvation. The word salvation comes from sozo. It's soteria, something like that, to save, rescue, salvation, God's rescue, which delivers believers out of destruction and into his safety. This is the part that Christians do not see in salvation. Many Christians. I, I, I got to calm down, Brother Dale. Some of us see it. But many Christ, Christians say, God save me from sins. And they struggle because they're saved from sin. So, okay, finally one day when I get to heaven, it'll all be good. They're missing the mark of salvation. The mark of salvation is a whole different state of being. When Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says he made her whole. It's the word used for save, sozo. She, her whole state of being changed. That's, that's what this salvation's about. My state of being from my mother's womb was Adam. Man of sin. Man of condemnation. Man of death. My state of being in the new creation is Christ. A man of glory. A man of righteousness a man of peace, a man of abundance. That is our salvation. He is our salvation. And that's what he's come to give us. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's not cars and trucks and all these things. And he can do that. He can give us cars and homes and trucks and money. But the abundant life is that flow of his life going on in us. So you get all the cars and jet planes and everything in the earth, and you and at some point you're you're still looking for something better because that will not satisfy the soul. Only thing that'll satisfy the soul is what it was created for from the beginning, which is his life dwelling in it. Now that's what satisfies the soul. And it's his life that transforms the soul. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now I got all kinds of notes here and I can't say them all, but, but the second, he shall appear the second. Listen to 1 John 3. What about 1 John 3, 1? Here's the second. I can, I can quote you the first and second, 1 Corinthians 15, but we're going to read 1 John 3. 
First man's of the earth, earthy. Second man is the Lord from heaven. There's the first. There's the second. First John 3, 1 says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Now let's stop here and just consider this for a moment. In the first order, we weren't the children of God. We were the children of man. Man born a woman is few days and full of trouble, Job says. Okay? Here's the love of God that's bestowed upon us. That were the children of God. And it says, and the world, for this reason, the world does not know us. It doesn't know us, and it didn't know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet appeared as what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. This word appear here is manifest. When he is manifested, made known in us, we're changed from glory to glory. As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we're changed into the same image by the Spirit of God in his appearing because we see him as he is that's how we're changed by seeing him as he is well he is righteous i can read all day that i'm righteous and and by his work that's true but in reality i won't know that righteousness until he that is the righteous one appears in me that's when I know it. That's when I know his righteousness. That's when I know the right standing I have with God, that, that we are sons of God when he appears. Man, you're talking about salvation. Listen, listen to Galatians 4. Galatians 4, and then we're going to read John 14 and probably stop there. We'll see. Galatians 4. But when the fullness of time was come, verse 4, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Here we go right back to Hebrews 9, Hebrews 10, fullness of time, consummation of the age. When it had come, God sent his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Not just children. See, see in your Bible, there's a huge mystery between a child and a son. But the adoption, the word adoption is a word defined as a placement. Placed as a son. Coming to the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man coming to an understanding of the work he's done, living in the reality of the work he's done. Now, that's maturity. See, see again, this, this is where we can take sonship out here, which is a very ordained truth of God, and we can try to apply it into ourselves and in our heart not be fulfilled because we, we look for ourselves to be how do I say this? The Holy One. 
but the sonship is the work that he has done made real in our heart. We're living in the reality of the work that he's done. That's material. Not living as a child, because a child, you, you know, Paul said a child is living as a man, being carnal, walking as men. You're still children. You're carnal. You walk as men. You have it discerned by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God hasn't brought the understanding, the revelation of Christ in your heart. But now that you are a son, the revelation of him is in your heart, and you're living in the reality of what he's done. Now, that's the placement of a son, living in the reality of the son. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And then you know, God, you're my father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, an heir of God through Christ. See, it's all through him. It's all in him. See, what we inherit is that that's in him. And what he's doing is filling us with himself. That's what salvation is, is Christ filling us with himself. Now, how he does this is John 14, which we, we love in this group to read John 14, so we might as well read it again. Verse 17, he's talking about another comforter coming, in verse 16. And he calls that comforter the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Here's who's going to come. He is. So when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to come. Jesus is going to come. Yet a little while, the world seeth me no more, but you see me. Because I live, you shall live also. <laughs> At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, ye in me, and I in you. He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved to my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And, of course, Judas says, how are you going to do that? And Jesus answered, said, my father and I will come and make our abode with him. This is how the manifestation is going to take place. Christ is going to come and dwell in us. At that day, you'll understand that I am in my father, you are in me, and I'm in you. And I will disclose myself. Now, this is the same word that he appears in the presence of God for us. Same Greek word. So now, how he discloses himself as a fully complete work is how he discloses himself in us as a fully finished and complete work. Now, that's how he discloses himself in fullness, in completion. Glory to the Lamb of God, that you would live as sons. You would live in the inheritance of Christ. You would walk in the knowledge of the Son of God as a perfect man, complete, filled with wisdom and understanding of the Lord.
Glory to the Lamb of the living God. Now, as a type and shadow, this is seen in Israel as Solomon, a man filled with all wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And all Israel came out to Solomon. In other words, all Israel came out to live in Solomon's glory, not to live in their own life. This is all type and shadow. But, honey, we're not in a type and shadow. We are in a reality by the Spirit of God to live and dwell in the very life of God himself, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You talking about heaven and heavenlies, the living God dwelling in substance, not, not just that we know he's in us. You know, this, this is what we come to in an understanding, we come to an understanding by the Spirit of God, He's in us, right? And we and we declare that. There's many of us have went out and declared, Christ is in me. He has already come, and He's living in me. And that's a beautiful truth. And God wants it declared all over the earth. But, but there's a increasing understanding that the substance of Him that has come, be made real in me. The wisdom, knowledge, understanding, peace, joy, gentleness, his character, who he is, be made real in me to transform me into that that he is. Well, if I'm his body, would it would only make sense that 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 he is would come out of me. Is that not true? You're the body of Christ. When the body of Christ shouldn't be carrying around that of something else, should it? Shouldn't be carrying around the wisdom of Adam. Shouldn't be filled with the understanding and knowledge of the old man. It should be filled with the wisdom and understanding of Christ himself. That's substance. No wonders, you know, even in type and shadow, Isaiah said, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. Why? He will teach us his ways. We will walk in his you could say, I know it's his path, but you could say his divine nature because he's going to show himself to us. And that's what salvation is, is him showing himself to us. And it's the light of him that transforms us. The understanding of him, the light coming off of him. Brother Register said something a few weeks ago. At the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus became sparkling light. That's the resurrection. The light of God coming out of him. And filling our soul. And this light of God that he is, will continue to fill our soul unto fullness. 
And that's what it means to be saved, <laughs> is a whole change of an identity, a whole change of a man. And everything there is done by him. Not I, but Christ. And we are his. We are his. That's what we are. Been bought with a price to be his very own body, to be placed in the church, to be built upon him. How marvelous it is to think that God would just take that of himself and just begin like the potter to form it in a people. That's what he's done in our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that God is is in him. And you are complete in him. Well, I'll stop here tonight. If you want to hear this again, I can send you the same message if you want something similar. I probably went into certain words a little bit more in what I put on Facebook than I did here, but they're similar. This is where the Lord has captivated my heart, is that this transforming light of Christ would shine and change your souls to, a, to divine expression of him. Anyway, I'll start with Brother Jim Wickens. Brother Jim.